Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We're examining a particularly intriguing development. The astonishing rise in Neuralink's valuation to an estimated $5 billion, more than double its worth from just two years ago. And despite being years away from commercialization and amidst various regulatory challenges and ethical questions, Neuralink stands out as an intriguing exception in a market trend of pre-IPO companies. Now join us as we delve into the details of these secondary trades, the groundbreaking aspirations behind Neuralink's neural interface technology and the hurdles it faces in the course of its ambitious journey. While the company's innovative pursuit, neural interface technology seems to dwell in the realm of science fiction, the numbers tell a very different story. And in the recent months, Neuralink's estimated value skyrocketed to about $5 billion. That's an astonishing leap from its valuation of around $2 billion just a few years ago. Secondary trades involving the privately held company's stock precipitated this significant increase in wealth. Now, driven by existing shareholders, such as early investors and employees of the company, these stakeholders leveraged the thin volume of these transactions to upturn the valuation metrics, effectively painting a promising picture of Neuralink's financial future. And this financial escalation is all the more surprising considering it took place before the U.S. Food and Drug Administration gave the green light for a human trial involving Neuralink's technology. Though this approval, granted on May 25th, 2023, did appear to act as a catalyst, triggering a flurry of private trades and seemingly bolstering the value of the company. However, the rise in Neuralink's valuation needs to be contextualized within the broader market trends. Now, CapLight data reported that 85% of pre-IPO companies are witnessing a 47% discount in secondary trades. Neuralink's performance, therefore, stands as an exception in the current financial landscape, with the company bucking the trend and forging its unique trajectory. Now, in this backdrop, Neuralink has not only made headlines for its impressive financial performance, but also for its ambitious and potentially groundbreaking plans. The company's technology aims to stimulate brain activity, offering an exciting and previously unexplored avenue of treatment for paralyzed patients. Now, beyond these medical application, Musk, ever the visionary, has articulated more ambitious goals for the brain chip technology. He sees a future where these implants could facilitate mental telepathy, allow for web browsing directly through thought, and even address mental illness. Now, in the spirit of advancing this cause, Musk had hinted 
at the potential for human trials commencing as early as 2022. However, the FDA, wary of the inherent risks and safety concerns associated with such a groundbreaking technology, put the brakes on those plans. Now, despite the recent FDA approval and the ensuing positive impact on Neuralink's value, the company isn't without its fair share of challenges and controversies. Reports indicate that the firm is currently under investigation on several fronts. Earlier, a report revealed that the company might have included insiders in its Animal Research Oversight Committee. Now, these individuals could stand to benefit financially from expedited development, a situation that raises ethical questions. It's also noteworthy that the value of the stock held by certain employees has surged by a staggering 150% in two years, highlighting the potential financial implications of these internal decisions. Furthermore, Neuralink is grappling with accusations related to animal welfare. Company staff reportedly said that there were instances where surgeries of monkeys, pigs, and sheep were rushed, once again raising ethical and legal issues. And according to these concerns, the Department of Transportation has also launched a probe to determine whether Neuralink adhered to appropriate containment measurements during the transportation of chips extracted from the monkeys' brains. Now, at this time, neither Elon Musk nor Neuralink have responded to requests for any comments about these probes. Now, let's shift gears from Elon Musk's Neuralink to Elon Musk's SpaceX. Following a successful launch of NASA's SpaceX 28th Commercial Resupply Services mission, two new solar arrays, science investigation, and supplies are on their way to the International Space Station. Carrying more than 7,000 pounds of cargo to the orbiting laboratory, the uncrewed SpaceX Dragon spacecraft launched on the company's Falcon 9 rocket at 11.47 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday, June 5th, from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. The cargo spacecraft is scheduled to autonomously dock with the space-facing port of the station's Harmony module at approximately 5.50 a.m. and remain at the station for about 21 days. SpaceX's Dragon will deliver a pair of IROSAs, International Space Station Rollout Solar Arrays, that once installed will expand the energy production capabilities of the microgravity complex. Now, there's some other interesting things on board this spacecraft. Now, there's a thunderstorm watch. What happens about thunderstorms? The Thor Davis, which is an investigation from the European Space Agency, and it will observe thunderstorms from the space station. This vantage point will allow researchers to see the electrical activity from above, particularly the inception, frequency, and altitude of recently discovered blue discharges. Scientists plan to estimate the energy of these phenomena to determine their effort in the atmosphere. Now, a better understanding of lightning and electrical activity in Earth's atmosphere can improve atmospheric models and provide a better understanding of Earth's climate and weather. There's some plant science going to the International Space Station as well. Plants exposed to environmental stress, including spaceflight, undergo changes to adapt. But those changes may not be passed on to the next generation. The plant Habitat 03 will assess whether plants grow in space can transfer some adaptations to the next generation, and if so, whether a change continues through subsequent generations or stabilizes. And the investigation will create a second generation of plants using seeds previously produced in space and returned to Earth. Results could provide insight into how to grow multiple generations of plants 
to provide food and other services on future space missions. This investigation also could support development of strategies for adapting crops and other economically important plants to marginal and reclaimed habitats on Earth. And there's one more experiment that I'm very interested in. They watch cosmic weathering. IRIS, sponsored by the International Space Station National Laboratory, observes weathering of geological samples exposed to direct solar and background cosmic radiation and determines whether changes are visually detectable. Now, the investigation also demonstrates experimental sun sensors, torque rods, which provide attitude control and detumbling for satellites, and a battery heater. A collaboration between graduate, undergraduate, and middle school students in Canada. The project provides hands-on experience that promotes interest in science, technology, engineering, and math studies and careers. Results also could provide insight into weathering processes on planetary bodies, and when combined with data from asteroid sampling missions, they could improve understanding of the origins of asteroids. IRIS is part of the Canadian CubeSat project led by the CSA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're examining a particularly intriguing development, the astonishing rise in Neuralink's valuation to an estimated $5 billion, more than double its worth from just two years ago. And despite being years away from commercialization and amidst various regulatory challenges and ethical questions, Neuralink stands out as an intriguing exception in a market trend of pre-IPO companies. Now, join us as we delve into the details of these secondary trades, the groundbreaking aspirations behind Neuralink's neural interface technology and the hurdles it faces in the course of its ambitious journey. While the company's innovative pursuit, neural interface technology seems to dwell in the realm of science fiction, the numbers tell a very different story. And in the recent months, Neuralink's estimated value skyrocketed to about $5 billion. That's an astonishing leap from its valuation of around $2 billion just a few years ago. Secondary trades involving the privately held company's stock precipitated this significant increase in wealth. Now, driven by existing shareholders, such as early investors and employees of the company, these stakeholders leveraged the thin volume of these transactions to upturn the valuation metrics, effectively painting a promising picture of Neuralink's financial future. And this financial escalation is all the more surprising considering it took place before the U.S. Food and Drug Administration gave the green light for a human trial involving Neuralink's technology. Though this approval, granted on May 25th, 2023, did appear to act as a catalyst, triggering a flurry of private trades and seemingly bolstering the value of the company. However, the rise in Neuralink's valuation needs to be contextualized within the broader market trends. Now, CapLight data reported that 85% of pre-IPO companies are witnessing a 47% discount in secondary trades. Neuralink's performance, therefore, stands as an exception in the current financial landscape, with the company bucking the trend and forging its unique trajectory. Now, in this backdrop, 
Neuralink has not only made headlines for its impressive financial performance, but also for its ambitious and potentially groundbreaking plans. The company's technology aims to stimulate brain activity, offering an exciting and previously unexplored avenue of treatment for paralyzed patients. Now, beyond these medical application, Musk, ever the visionary, has articulated more ambitious goals for the brain chip technology. He sees a future where these implants could facilitate mental telepathy, allow for web browsing directly through thought, and even address mental illness. Now, in the spirit of advancing this cause, Musk had hinted at the potential for human trials commencing as early as 2022. However, the FDA, wary of the inherent risks and safety concerns associated with such a groundbreaking technology, put the brakes on those plans. Now, despite the recent FDA approval and the ensuing positive impact on Neuralink's value, the company isn't without its fair share of challenges and controversies. Reports indicate that the firm is currently under investigation on several fronts. Earlier, a report revealed that the company might have included insiders in its Animal Research Oversight Committee. Now, these individuals can stand to benefit financially from expedited development, a situation that raises ethical questions. It's also noteworthy that the value of the stock held by certain employees has surged by a staggering 150% in two years, highlighting the potential financial implications of these internal decisions. Furthermore, Neuralink is grappling with accusations related to animal welfare. Company staff reportedly said that there were instances where surgeries of monkeys, pigs, and sheep were rushed, once again raising ethical and legal issues. Now, let's shift gears from Elon Musk's Neuralink to Elon Musk's SpaceX. Following a successful launch of NASA's SpaceX 28th Commercial Resupply Services mission, two new solar arrays, science investigation, and supplies are on their way to the International Space Station. Carrying more than 7,000 pounds of cargo to the orbiting laboratory, the uncrewed SpaceX Dragon spacecraft launched on the company's Falcon 9 rocket at 11.47 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday, June 5th, from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. The cargo spacecraft is scheduled to autonomously dock with the space-facing port of the station's Harmony module at approximately 5.50 a.m., and remain at the station for about 21 days. SpaceX's Dragon will deliver a pair of IROSAs, International Space Station Rollout Solar Arrays, that once installed will expand the energy production capabilities of the microgravity complex. Now, there's some other interesting things on board this spacecraft. Now, there's a thunderstorm watch. What happens about thunderstorms? The Thor Davis, which is an investigation from the European Space Agency, and it will observe thunderstorms from the space station. This vantage point will allow researchers to see the electrical activity from above, particularly the inception, frequency, and altitude of recently discovered blue discharges. Scientists plan to estimate the energy of these phenomena to determine their effort in the atmosphere. Now, a better understanding of lightning and electrical activity in Earth's atmosphere can improve atmospheric models and provide a better understanding of Earth's climate and weather. There's some plant science going to the International Space Station as well. Plants exposed to environmental stress, including spaceflight, undergo changes to adapt. But those changes may not be passed on to the next generation. The plant Habitat 03 
will assess whether plants grow in space can transfer some adaptations to the next generation, and if so, whether a change continues through subsequent generations or stabilizes. And the investigation will create a second generation of plants using seeds previously produced in space and returned to Earth. Results could provide insight into how to grow multiple generations of plants to provide food and other services on future space missions. This investigation also could support development of strategies for adapting crops and other economically important plants to marginal and reclaimed habitats on Earth. And there's one more experiment that I'm very interested in. They watch cosmic weathering. IRIS, sponsored by the International Space Station National Laboratory, observes weathering of geological samples exposed to direct solar and background cosmic radiation and determines whether changes are visually detectable. Now, the investigation also demonstrates experimental sun sensors, torque rods, which provide attitude control and detumbling for satellites, and a battery heater. A collaboration between graduate, undergraduate, and middle school students in Canada. The project provides hands-on experience that promotes interest in science, technology, engineering, and math studies and careers. Results also could provide insight into weathering processes on planetary bodies, and when combined with data from asteroid sampling missions, they could improve understanding of the origins of asteroids. IRIS is part of the Canadian CubeSat project led by the CSA. We're taking a deep dive into one of the latest triumphs in space tech, the successful hot-fire test of the Vulcan Centaur, the next-generation rocket by United Launch Alliance. In this journey, we'll explore the myriad of challenges, triumphs, and the unwavering dedication that has propelled the Vulcan Centaur project forward. We'll delve into the details of the recent hot-fire test, a crucial milestone that has set the stage for this stellar vehicle's first flight, potentially slated for July of this year. We'll also talk about the impressive partnership between ULA and Blue Origin, the role they're set to play in Amazon's ambitious Project Kuiper, and the key industry players involved. And in true Star Trek fashion, we'll also talk about how the Vulcan Centaur's maiden voyage will transport the ashes of the iconic series creator Gene Roddenberry and actor James Doohan, better known as Scotty from Star Trek. Now, from engine production challenges to the burgeoning prospects of space cargo delivery, our discussion today will capture the spirit of human determination and the relentless pursuit of exploration and advancement. The groundbreaking Vulcan Centaur, the latest addition to the United Launch Alliance family of rockets, is on the brink of its maiden voyage, the culmination of years of design, manufacturing, and rigorous testing. This magnificent craft stands about 202 feet tall, and it's going to define the future of space exploration for the ULA. Now, as the sun set over the Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida on June 7th, the Vulcan Centaur achieved a pivotal milestone, successfully executing a critical engine test, the first of its kind for this pioneering machine. And in the world of rocketry, countdowns are moments filled with anticipation and nail-biting suspense. The magic started at T minus 4.88 seconds. The engine start sequence initiated as Vulcan Centaur's two main stage engines roared to life on the launch pad. What followed was a burst of power lasting two seconds, where the engines reached their intended thrust level and then gradually wound down. This crucial flight readiness fire test, as brief as it was significant, encompassed a span of just six seconds. Powered by Vulcan Centaur's inaugural stage 
are two BE4 engines, the brainchild of Blue Origin, while the Centaur 5 upper stage is propelled by a pair of RL-10 engines. The versatility of the spacecraft is great. The design also allows for the addition of up to six strap-on solid rocket boosters, augmenting its launch capabilities even further. When fully operational, the Vulcan Centaur promises to deliver a payload of up to seven metric tons to a geostationary orbit far above the Earth. Although its maiden voyage is yet to occur, ULA's efforts are inching closer to changing that, as evidenced by the recent successful FRF test. In an official announcement following the test, ULA expressed that their Vulcan qualification program is on the cusp of completion. Standing at a staggering 98% complete, they noted that the remaining aspects under review are linked to the final testing of the Centaur 5. However, as with any venture, the journey has not been devoid of setbacks. The update mentioned a setback that happened on March 29th, when an unfortunate hydrogen leak to a Centaur exploding on the test stand at NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center in Alabama. And prior to this incident, as early May schedule have been planned for the debut launch of the Vulcan Centaur. ULA engineers and technicians are thoroughly reviewing the data from the FRF test systems, working in parallel, conducting an in-depth investigation into Centaur 5 test stand anomaly. They are optimistic that the results will pave the way for a robust launch plan, ensuring Vulcan Centaur's safe and successful launch. The inaugural mission of the Vulcan Centaur is said to carry the Peregrine Lunar Lander, developed by the Pittsburgh-based company Astrobotic. If everything goes right, ULA officials suggest that the launch could take place as early as the summer, although no specific timeline has been announced yet. The Vulcan Centaur's journey towards its maiden launch has been marked with instances of postponed tests. The FRF, initially scheduled for May 25th, was delayed due to a technical issue with the booster discovered during the countdown. Following this, the Vulcan Centaur has relocated to its vertical integrated launch facility hangar for detailed inspection and analysis. The rectification seemed to have paid off considering the successful outcome of the rescheduled test. And designed as the successor to ULA's celebrated Atlas V and Delta IV launch vehicles, the Vulcan Centaur carries the weight of high expectations. Despite hurdles such as engine delivery delays from Blue Origin, slowdowns due to COVID-19, and internal manufacturing hurdles at ULA, the Centaur project has pressed forward. It is determined to make it to space. A significant step in the development of Vulcan Centaur was this successful hot fire test on June 7th of 2023, a procedure often filled with tension. The hot fire test involved lighting up the BE-4 engines at the rocket's base. This occasion was met with gratification from the ULA team, marking a rewarding culmination of years of dedication and hard work. Mark Peller, ULA's Vice President of Vulcan Development, expressed thrill following this successful test. They said seeing the hardware function, the engines firing, and all the systems working together was terribly exciting. Their hard work did not go unnoticed. Jeff Bezos, CEO of Blue Origin, congratulated the ULA team on their successful hot-fire test, highlighting the strong ties within the space community. Despite its success, the FRF test wasn't without its share of challenges. Two weeks prior, it was postponed when the team noticed a delayed response from the booster engine ignition system used to power up the engines. And unfazed by the setback, ULA moved the rocket back to its vertical integration facility at Cape Canaveral to understand and fix the issue. 
The Vulcan Centaur, currently awaiting launch at Space Launch Complex 41, is set to take center stage for the Certification 1 mission, its first ever flight. ULA CEO Tori Bruno is hinted that the launch won't occur until at least July. The launch hinges on not just the success of the FRF test, but also the conclusion of an ongoing investigation relating to the destructive incident in March, which saw a fireball cause damage to a test article for the Centaur stage in ULA's test stand at NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center in Alabama. Now, the Vulcan Centaur's first payload will be the astrobotic Peregrine Lunar Lander, marking the commencement of NASA's commercial lunar payload services missions to the moon. Additionally, the maiden flight will carry the first two of Amazon's planned Project Kuiper satellites. Along with these, the Vulcan Centaur will carry the ashes of over 150 people, including Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry and actor James Doohan, known for his portrayal of Scotty on the iconic series. Although ULA hasn't executed any rocket launches in 2023 yet, it's anticipated to play a pivotal role in the coming years. ULA, Blue Origin, and Arian Space have been contracted by Amazon to launch up to 83 missions as part of its Project Kuiper constellation by 2028. ULA will be responsible for launching more than half of the planned 3,236 internet satellites, with Vulcan set to have 38 of those in addition to nine Atlas V launches. However, for the Vulcan Centaur to take its rightful place amongst the stars, a few final obstacles must be overcome. Blue Origin must ramp up the production of the BE-4 engines for the one-time-use rockets, which are also required for its new Glenn rockets, and each Vulcan will utilize two BE-4 engines, while the upper stage will employ two Aerojet Rocket 9 RL-10C engines similar to the ones used on an Atlas V. Did you know we have a YouTube channel called Space News Pod, where we cover SpaceX, NASA, and spaceflight? If you're interested in any of those topics, please take a second and go to youtube.com slash at Space News Pod to check us out, because we update almost every single day, and you can join us for our cool live streams where we cover spaceflight and also the latest topics from SpaceX. So please go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at space news pod. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you like this episode, please take a second and hit the subscribe button for more Elon Musk news every single day. Today, we're turning our spotlight towards Tesla as we unravel the latest happenings with their advanced Project Highland Model 3, making return to the public roads for testing, promising an array of new features and advancements. Simultaneously, we'll delve into Tesla's commitment to safety, demonstrated by their prompt recall of a select few Model Y units. On the roads of California, a beacon of Tesla's innovation is once again making its rounds. Following a period of hiatus lasting several weeks, the, quote, Project Highland Model 3 from the electric vehicle powerhouse has resumed testing bearing numerous design adjustments and advancements that hint at the company's ambitious strides in its relentless pursuit of the electric revolution. According to the electric vehicle enthusiast at the Kilowatts, the prototype iteration of the Highland Model 3 unveiled a plethora of new features that could redefine Tesla's standard in the market and possibly influence the whole electric vehicle industry. The car was spotted running with manufacturer plates signaling its prototype status and intriguing onlookers with its latest developments. 
Among the highlights in the Project Highland Model 3 was the revamped headlight designs, standing out as a visible treatment to the evolutionary aesthetic that Tesla has been known for. However, it's what lies under the hood that's garnered much more interest. The new model flaunts the much-anticipated Hardware 4 cameras. These advanced sensory devices have been progressively installed on the other Tesla's offerings, namely the Model S, Model X, and Y vehicles. However, the Model 3 is yet to see these cameras until Project Highland transitions from prototype to production lines. But the revolution doesn't end there. Tesla appears to be lending additional focus on the aerodynamics of the Model 3. The sighting revealed the presence of a rear diffuser on the prototype, an aerodynamic device designed to optimize the airflow around the vehicle. Now, Tesla first debuted this tech with the Model S Plaid during its record-breaking stints at the renowned Nuremberg racetrack in Germany. Now, the diffuser is strategically engineered to enhance downforce at high speeds by accelerating low-pressure air under the car and directing it towards the rear. And by refining this airflow and reducing drag, Tesla could potentially augment the handling performance of the Model 3, offering a more performance-oriented variant to cater to EV enthusiasts who are eager to track ready offerings. Now, the Highland Model 3 project came into the limelight last fall and has been undergoing constant refinement for close to a year. And recent leaked images unveiled a redesigned front end and hint at several other imminent enhancements. But with Tesla's propensity for experimenting with various designs before the initial official launch, it's hard to definitively pin down the final look and feel of the revamped Model 3. And in the midst of these exciting advancements, Tesla has had to grapple with a potential safety concern involving its Model Y vehicles. As per a recent notice published on the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, recall has been issued for 137 Model Y units manufactured between June 23, 2022 and May 1st of 2023. The issue in question pertains to the fastener for the steering wheel, which could potentially loosen and disconnect the steering wheel from its column, thereby jeopardizing control and heightening the risk of a crash. The problem reportedly originates from a manufacturing process hiccup which resulted in the car incorrectly registering a complete torque record due to a preceding torque action. Addressing this matter swiftly, Tesla, the globally recognized electric vehicle and clean energy company led by Elon Musk, reported the issue to the NHTSA and is working to rectify it. The company plans to replace the fasteners in the recalled vehicles free of charge, taking into account the loose ones identified during service inspections. And having received four warranty claims and one field report potentially related to the issue in a span of around five and a half months, Tesla emphasized in the recall report that it's currently not aware of any instances of the steering wheel completely detaching from the steering column due to this condition. Fortunately, the recall issue hasn't resulted in any reported crashes, injuries, or fatalities to date. Now, the company has already taken proactive measures to rectify the problem and prevent further and future occurrences. The recall report mentioned that Tesla has programmatically and physically updated the manufacturing tool that applies rotation to the steering wheel faster and has bolstered the training of its production associates. Now, Tesla Swift Action extends to communication as well. Notifications to Tesla stores and service centers about the recall 
started at the beginning of June, while vehicle owners will receive mail notices by the end of July. This recall issue stands out not due to the sheer number of vehicles affected, but due to Tesla's rapid response and commitment to safety. The Model Y, first delivered to customers in early of 2022, has been a significant player in Tesla's product lineup, contributing to the company's impressive manufacturing numbers. In 2020, Tesla manufactured over 454,900 Model 3 and Model Y vehicles as per their official press release. This production capacity increased exponentially over the following years. In 2021, the number of these models produced reached approximately 906,000 units. And last year, it soared to nearly 1.3 million. The Model Y recall, while significant, pertains to a relatively small subset of the total vehicles produced during that period. Now, as the recall process continues, Tesla is concurrently charging forward with the refinement and testing of the Project Highland Model 3. While keeping safety at the forefront in proactive recalls and improvements, Tesla continues to push the envelope with advanced features and technologies. Now, the resumed road test signaled Tesla's unwavering dedication to its mission of accelerating the world's transition to sustainable energy. In the Project Highland Model 3, promising enhancements like the hardware four cameras and a potential performance-oriented variant represents another stride in Tesla's ambitious journey. However, the ever-evolving nature of Tesla's designs and approach suggests the road to the final production version could still be filled with tweaks and surprises. But one thing's clear, the Tesla's electric vehicle revolution isn't slowing down, and we'll keep our eyes peeled for the next giant leap in EVs. We delve into Elon Musk's latest announcement that promises to reshape the landscape of Twitter and perhaps social media as a whole. Twitter is about to grant content creator access to their followers' email addresses, enhancing their ability to connect directly and continue the relationship even while off of the platform. This pivotal shift in Twitter's functionality has stirred both curiosity and controversy among users and critics alike. But that's not all. Under Musk's guidance, Twitter is transforming into an everything app, an all-in-one digital hub for content creation, social interaction, encrypted communication, and even financial transactions. Today, we'll examine the implications of these groundbreaking changes, the skepticism they're facing, and the profound impact that could have on our digital lives. Now, we will navigate Musk's vision for Twitter, explore its potential pitfalls and possibilities, and discover how this could redefine the relationship between content creators and audiences. Whether you're a digital enthusiast, an avid Twitter user, or just a fan of Musk's disruptive spirit, this is an episode made for you. In a world that increasingly values digital presence and content creation, tech billionaire and Twitter's helm holder, Elon Musk recently took to the microblogging platform to announce a new feature. Musk's statement sparked both intrigue and excitement among users, but it left many details unexplained, opening avenues for exploration and conjecture. And in this announcement, Musk revealed that the new feature designed to empower content creators on the platform will allow them to access their subscribers' email addresses. This step, as per Musk, aims to streamline the interaction between content creators and their followers, granting them the ability to stay connected even if the latter choose to depart from Twitter. The news quickly garnered widespread attention, with the announcement 
tweet drawing millions of views and retweets in just a few hours. Now, the possibility of this new feature sparked animated debates amongst Twitter users. Many expressed keen interest in the idea of a reciprocal feature that could enable them to import followers from other platforms. At the same time, the feasibility of Musk's latest initiative had some users raising questions, provocatively asking, what could possibly go wrong? Now, this announcement stands amid Musk's ongoing efforts to revamp the functionality of reach on Twitter. Having rebranded the previous, quote, super follows feature into a subscriptions model, Musk has opened up new avenues for content creators and influencers. They can now monetize their presence on the platform by offering unique content to their followers. But let's dig a little deeper into Musk's Twitter sphere. It's been reported that Musk is following at least 77 people, including tech personalities such as YouTuber Marquez Brownlee, Twitter Spaces host Mario uh, Knopfel, and content creator Mr. Beast, a parody account of um, Jerome Powell, and a meme poster, Shitpost Gateway. Now, interestingly, Musk unintentionally disclosed a number of subscribers, revealing an impressive figure of 24,700 users who were paying him $4 per month. Now, with some kind of back-of-the-napkin math here, that amounts to about $99,000 per month. That's solely from Twitter subscribers. And this new development arises as a breath of fresh air, loosening Twitter's traditionally tight grip on user identities and providing a user escape route for content creators while taking their followers along with them. However, this mechanism might appear somewhat cumbersome compared to the seamlessly portability offered by emerging social media networks. Now, launched in April, Twitter's revamped subscription program allows users with a minimum of 500 followers to charge for exclusive tweets and other forms of content. The subscribers, under the new development, would need to provide their consent for the email addresses to be shared with the content creators. Now, as the changes take shape, the digital landscape teams with viable Twitter alternatives that provide users with the freedom to carry their identities and followers to other platforms. Musk, who has shown resistance to such open systems, recently opted out of the agreement to use the decentralized social network Blue Sky, a venture birthed under Twitter's previous CEO, Jack Dorsey. Now, despite the skepticism from certain uh, quarters, Musk's bold move has provoked an industry-wide dialogue about the future of social media platforms. Some critics suggest that Musk should consider merging Twitter with platforms like Noster, thereby making Twitter part of a larger ecosystem while preserving its dominance. And now, as it stands, Twitter is making considerable strides under Musk's leadership, with the introduction of numerous novel features and company acquisitions. These changes form part of Musk's grand vision to transform Twitter into an everything app, a hub that will cater to a broad array of user needs, from encrypted messaging to trading assets. And this transformation has seen Twitter taking on major platforms like YouTube, TikTok, Substack, and enticing content creators with tools for long-form text, extended videos, and monetization opportunities. However, these features are available exclusively to Twitter Blue subscribers, triggering some humorous reactions from the creator community that he's trying to get hold of. Uh, Twitter has also ventured into partnerships um, and acquisitions to extend its offerings. In April, the platform teamed up with eToro, a social trading and investment platform, to allow users to track markets and execute 
transactions directly from Twitter. This partnership allows users to buy and sell stocks, cryptocurrencies, and other assets, marking a significant shift in Twitter's core functionality. Additionally, in a strategic move to expand its realm, Twitter recently acquired the tech hiring platform Lasky. Though the terms of the deal were undisclosed, it was the first acquisition since Musk took the reins of the social media giant. The integration plans for Lasky into the broader Twitter ecosystem remain unclear, sparking intrigue and speculation among industry observers and users alike. But why do these changes matter? They highlight a significant transformation in the digital space, the convergence of different online experiences onto single platforms. As an everything app, Twitter under Musk's leadership aims to become a hub for content creation, social interaction, encrypted communication, and even financial transactions. It signifies the evolving definition of social media and the platform's push to stay ahead of the curve in a rapidly changing digital world. It also brings its focus um, into the changing relationship between content creators and their audiences. By allowing creators to access their subscribers' email addresses, Twitter's providing them with an opportunity to forge deeper and more direct connections with their followers. It breaks down the barriers of platform exclusivity and opens up possibilities for communication and engagement beyond the Twitter sphere. However, these changes are not without the pitfalls of criticisms. While some hail Musk's vision as the future of digital interaction, others question the feasibility and implications of these new features. Concerns about user privacy and data security have been raised, with skeptics questioning the practice of sharing email addresses, even with consent. Moreover, the shift towards a paid model for advanced features marks a significant departure from Twitter's free-to-use roots. This change could potentially alienate a section of users and creators who are unable or unwilling to pay for the Twitter Blue subscription. Now, Musk's recent announcement signals a bold step forward for Twitter, highlights the desires to adapt to the evolving digital landscape. Whether these changes will prove successful or fall short of their promise remains to be seen. Did you know we have a YouTube channel called Space News Pod? where we cover SpaceX, NASA, and spaceflight. If you're interested in any of those topics, please take a second and go to youtube.com slash at Space News Pod to check us out because we update almost every single day and you can join us for our cool live streams where we cover spaceflight and also the latest topics from SpaceX. So please go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at Space News Pod. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you liked this episode, please take a second and hit the subscribe button for more Elon Musk news every single day. So thank you for that. And also, please take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you in the next one.